Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of my Cincinnati Bengals. All right, guys, do me a favor. Found the show. Hit that like and subscribe button. I'm starting to creep up there. I'm up to 619 subscribers. So, as you may or may not know, this show and every show is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, let's get into this. Now, we had a pretty big weekend. Had the Reds and the Cubs on a four-game four uh, series over the weekend. Doubleheader. Had the uh, Bengals scrimmage. All this going on and... I think it was on Friday. My man, <laughs> Colin Cowhead, has come out <laughs> and now is backtracking basically on everything he said about Joe Burrow for the last six months. I uh, see here. I think he said he had a weak arm. Now he's saying you don't have to have a strong arm to be uh, a good quarterback in the NFL. You have to be accurate, which is what I said. Um, he is mature enough. He's going to be able to handle the doldrums of the Bengals, you know, because he's mature, which is what I said. <laughs> All the things that he has said about Joe Burrow, he backtracked on Friday. Everything. So, Calhead, please jump off the Joe Burrow, excuse me, Joe freaking Burrow fan train. We don't need you. We don't want you. We don't need you. Now, one thing he did say is he's on a team where they're going to lose a lot. Now, the next thing he's going to backtrack on is when the Bengals start winning. Because <laughs> they're going to be better than he thinks they are. I think he thinks they're going to be like 5-10 and 10 or 5-11 and 11 or something like that. I'm not saying they're going to win to make the playoffs. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. I really do think they have a shot at 8-8. Eight and eight. I really do. Um, it all depends on, for me, the offensive line. Now, me and Bengal Jim were talking Friday. And he said that Bobby Hart is actually looking pretty good. Like I said, I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope Bobby Hart takes a tremendous leap forward and is a really good offensive lineman. Um, like I said, from center to uh, tackle, left tackle, we're going to be fine. Now, the problem is we don't have a lot of experience there because Jonah Williams missed the entire year last year. But he's still a first-round pick. He still was probably the best lineman in the draft that year. So I'm not that worried about that. Billy Price seems like he is going to be a backup still, which is, like I said, the very expensive backup, but it is what it is. And in this season with the pandemic going on and potential injuries, I think we need as many bodies as we can get. Now, Fred Johnson, from all accounts, has been doing very well. I think uh, Lapp said he's jumped from guard to tackle and back and forth. I think he did it in one practice. I think Lapp was saying that he had two practices or two, you know, two days in one in one day for as many positions that Fred Johnson was switching back and forth from, and he was playing both of them very well. So, from all accounts, the one thing I am the biggest the biggest concern I have is the offensive line. It looks like they're doing pretty good, and like Bengal Jim said, they don't have to be great; they just have to be good enough. Joe Burrow is athletic; he can get outside the pocket; he can make guys miss. Plus, we have a guy named Joe Mixon, who I think is should get the ball about 20 times a game and run it straight up 
the middle for a thousand yards, fifteen hundred this year, something like that. That'd be great. The one thing I really, really, really hope that they do. I love Gio Giovanna Bernard. He has been so underutilized in his Bengals career. I hate it when they run him right up the middle. That guy, if you get him out on screens, bubble screens, flank him out as a wide receiver, get him the ball in open space. I've said that a million times, and I'm really hoping Zach Taylor does that this year. But anyway, getting back to Cowhead, like I said, dude, the next thing you're going to be coming back and saying you were wrong about is how good the Bengals actually are this year. We'll find out in about 10 days. I cannot wait. I wish I could go to the game, but I can't. Hopefully the next home game they'll let us in. Governor DeWine. This is I don't make too many political things on here, but this is not even say it's political. It should be my right to choose if I want to go to a game that I bought tickets for. Just say it. Anyway. Okay, let's get to the Bengals scrimmage on Sunday night. Now, it wasn't real. I mean, it was. They didn't really had split up with teams. It was just offense versus defense. And it was kind of confusing, I think, of who actually won. <laughs> so the first question that Bengals head coach Zach Taylor got was, who won? Zach Taylor said the defense won 19-13. But don't tell the offense. <laughs> uh, defensive coordinator Lou Amaretto, his men played with much more aggression and more urgency than they did last week in their loss to the offense. 18 to 11. Now that's from Zach Taylor talking about the defense. Now, this is from defense coordinator Lou Amarino. There were guys getting after the quarterback. We've been preaching, get our hands on the ball, which they did. Apparently, they had, not apparently, they had several tip balls and a couple interceptions or a couple, one that should have been, another one should have been intercepted. So the defense. And that's another reason that I think the Bengals are going to be better than people think. That defense, I think, is going to be really good and really hard to run on. Our secondary, whenever we got to get McKenzie Alexander back, which hopefully he'll be back in the fold soon. Now he's not going to—he's—he's he's not a starter, but anyway, he's just getting more, getting everybody back and getting everybody healthy. Anyway, the defense is a big reason as to why I think the Bengals are going to be better. It already seems like the defense is ahead of the offense, which is normally the way it kind of happens. That's going to keep you in games. You know, getting their the best defense is your offense on the out, on on the field, and their defense sitting or their offense sitting on the sideline. And I really think that's going to happen a, a lot this year because, like I said, they fixed almost every hole in the defense. We couldn't stop the run to save our life. They fixed it, hopefully, with Reader and 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 uh, Daniel. Oh, what's his name? Williams, the guy we got from Detroit. You know what I'm talking about. I can't think of his name right now, off, off the top of my head. We got Gino. We got Dunlap. I mean, our run game, our run stop is going to be very good this year. I think our pass rush is going to be good. I think our secondary has improved. Our 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 safeties have improved. Every part, our linebackers, like Bengal Jim is ecstatic about the Bengals linebackers and their lateral movement and how they are able to get to the ball quickly. Those are reasons that I think the Bengals are going to 
win more than people think they are. Like I said, I'm hoping eight and eight. That's what, what my prediction is, but we'll see. Now, it's a very tough division. The Bengals still play, and I still think it's the toughest division in football. When you got the Pittsburgh Squealers and the Baltimore Ravens, they're going to be pretty tough. And then you got the Cleveland Browns, who they are a very talented team. They did not put it together at all last year. If they could put it together this year, it you know it could be it could be the first time, probably since they made the uh, AFC Central, that all four teams are really good. <laughs> it could be because usually it's just the Steelers and the Ravens, and it might be the Bengals. Sometimes it's barely ever been the Browns since they've come back. Sorry, but the Browns I think have a, a shot of being a, a halfway decent team this year. They're not getting the the run that they got last year. Everybody's saying that they're going to win and yada, yada, yada. Which I don't want that them to say that about the Bengals. Because to me, that gets everybody's heads too big. And, you know, oh, yeah, we're great. No, no, no. Doubt us. Please, doubt us. That gives us something to, to root for. Something to uh, try to strive for. All right. Now, Zach Taylor said uh, they also got a good feel about the noise. Uh, in the stadium, which there ain't gonna be any noise in the stadium for the first game because we're not gonna be there. So <laughs> I'm not sure what noise he he's talking about. I think for future games, but he said there's a lot of shouting going on and they really have to utilize their headset as their communications. Now the thing I thought was funny is <laughs> there it is, my boy Joe freaking Burrow. Um. Just wanted to let everybody know that he's he played in the SEC and they were very, they had very loud crowds there. So <laughs> Joe Burrow again coming back strong with a very calm, confident um, comment that I got this. I played in the SEC, man. He played in front of a hundred thousand people every week. I mean, come on, and he communicated and he kicked ass. So. Anyway, we got, I think, 10 days. 10 days till opening day. I cannot wait. I wish we could be there. If you want to go down and watch the game down there, I can't go to the stadium, but check out Bengal Gym's uh, Before the Roar Drive-In, I think is what he's calling it. It sounds really cool. It's on his Facebook page, and he talked about it last night on his uh, YouTube show, so check that out. And uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be so fun. To, to to listen to Cowhead backtrack when the Bengals start winning. <laughs> All right. Like I said, there are a lot of other stuff going on this weekend. The Reds. I've been hard on the Reds because they've been very, very disappointing and very frustrating. And uh, like I said, I wanted David Bell to do something. And I, like I said, I got to give him credit. He benched Joey Votto for three games. Looked like it helped because... One thing I noticed, now, Votto did this at the end of last year, and he started hitting, but he's not doing it. He's doing it now. He started choking down on the bat, you know, like a normal hitter. I mean, two strikes, he chokes up, but I noticed him swinging normal now, and he's not doing the half-swing crap. He's just swinging. Now, maybe he's relaxed. Maybe he's turned his brain off. I don't know what he did, but I know three days of rest have definitely helped him. And I will give props to David Bell for doing that because that's not easy to do. I mean, Joey Votto has been the Reds' 
He's been the Reds <laughs> for the last five years. He's been it, you know, pretty much. And, and him and uh, Gino, well, last couple of years, but Gino's, man, Gino, like, he did so awesome in Milwaukee in the first game in Chicago, and then I don't think he got a hit after that. So anyway, the Reds played four very tough games with the Cubs. Now, I have to talk about Friday, I think it was Friday night's game. Yeah, Friday night's game. Where Rizzo is the biggest baby in baseball. And the Cubs are the biggest babies. They chirp the whole game. And we can hear you now because we're not, there's no crowds. We can hear you. They're hooting, hollering, yelling. He wasn't trying to hit you. The ball slipped, you dummy. And he freaks out. And I got to give him credit, though. He just about stole that game single-handedly for his team. Because that flipped the momentum, got the Reds all out of their game, and they didn't get back into it until the ninth. I mean, he single-handedly got uh, Jesse Winger and Joey Votto thrown out. He should have been thrown out. He does not need to be yelling at David Bell. David Bell was having a conversation with the umpires. Rizzo needs to stand over first base and shut up. <laughs> he doesn't. He should have been thrown out because he started that. That's an instigation. And Dana Graves is right. They wore both benches. So the Cubs threw up and, up and in against Shogo. Well, they're like, wait a sec. That's the same thing. He should be thrown out. You wore both benches. He threw it up and in like that. The umpire, Angel Hernandez, lost complete control of that game. It was, it was a mess. But the Reds came back and won that game, which was awesome. And then they split the doubleheader. And unfortunately, they got crushed yesterday. 10 to 1. And... Luis Castillo, he has got to pitch better. Um, since the All-Star break of last year, he's not been the same pitcher. First half of last year, he was very dominating and very good. It's there. I don't know. I just feel like he's lo- he loses concentration sometimes and doesn't finish his pitches. And when he's not finishing pitches, this day and age of baseball, they're going to hit it for a home run. Because that's all they care about is either swinging and missing or hitting a home run, which is kind of boring, but that's baseball 2020. Anyway, the Reds, I think, are only like three out, two out, something like that. We're, we're in this thing. They tweeted out uh, over the weekend, I think, that they're all in, that they're not going to trade anybody away. Today's the trade deadline. I don't know if they're going to trade for anybody, but we will see. But it's going to be fun to watch them play. They're back at it again tonight against the Tweety Birds. You know, talking about the hated St. Louis Cardinals. And I, oh, I hope we, we got to win this series. I mean, we split this series with the Cubs. We got to win this next one with the Cardinals because they're ahead of us and get back into this. All right. I've talked a lot here. Let's get to the Facebook groups that I help run. They are Bengals Nation, Bearcats Country, Reds Country, and Cyclones Country. Do me a favor. If you can't watch the show on YouTube, listen to it on the podcast. I'm on Beanpot, Anchor, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, uh, a whole bunch of different places. And when you do, make sure you uh, like and subscribe and give me a five-star review. And I invite you to follow me, Strawberry Ice, on all my social platforms. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of them. And uh, basically, I just try to have a good time on there. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoy the show. I try to make it fun and pretty much just about sports. (laughs) Other than that, that's just sports, baby. See you guys.